Hi right, guys, thanks for watching. I'm sitting here with Aaron Day, who's running for President of the United States as a Republican. Aaron, how are you doing today? Doing well, how are you? Good. So, why are you running for President? Why this year? Like, why are you deciding to do it? Uh, predominantly to stop central bank digital currency. It's, I'm doing this as a platform to bring awareness to that issue. I, I don't think that any politician can actually solve our problems, and I think we have an immediate threat of complete digital tyranny with CBDC. So I wrote a book, The Final Countdown, and I'm running for president specifically to bring awareness to this issue. So this campaign is more about raising awareness than trying to win an election, or are those not mutually exclusive in they're, your mind? They're not mutually exclusive, but I look at it like this. If we don't... The only way we can stop what's going on is through mass non-compliance. Voting isn't going to fix it. I've been involved in political activism since 2008. No election has made any difference. It doesn't matter which party. We have a uniparty. Nothing has changed. We get more warfare state, more welfare state, regardless of who's in charge. Um, and after COVID tyranny, which was just a level of oppression that's kind of unimaginable, uh, I've been living off of crypto exclusively since 2019. And um, specifically because I kind of gave up on the political side and I thought, well, all right, here's a way to actually separate money and state and some ways that you can actually separate other things from state, the stock market, other, you know, other asset classes. And once COVID tyranny hit, uh, I started to see the complete crackdown on crypto. I mean, all over the place, shutting down exchanges, shutting down banks that are on ramps and off ramps to crypto, looking at what happened to Ian Freeman, who for just helping people exchange their worthless fiat dollars for Bitcoin, he's looking at 30 to 70 years in jail, or looking at Jeremy Kaufman, who the SEC went after and, and destroyed his business. I, I, it occurred to me to look into, well, why is this happening? What's the motivation? And it turns out that the motivation is there's been a huge movement in the works for decades to move towards one global government and a form of government that's a technocracy where basically you have scientists and engineers centrally planning and running all of society. There's no concern about your individual rights. There's no concern about entrepreneurship. It's literally a complete top-down structure. This started in 1919 was when the technocracy movement started. And you can see it exemplified in the UN Agenda 2030, the 17 uh, sustainable development goals that they've put out. Central bank digital currency is a huge part of that. And so as I researched this and as I wrote this book, I saw how quickly CBDCs are being rolled out. There are 120 countries now working on CBDC pilots. It was only 35 in 2020. There will be a billion people with a central bank digital currency by the end of this year. The U.S. has done three pilots, and on July the 1st is launching something called FedNow, where there's going to be an instant payment platform that will basically compete with Visa, MasterCard, and all cryptocurrency, and is basically the infrastructure or the rails that will lead to CBDC. So because of that, because of how serious of a threat that was, I realized if we don't stop that, nothing else matters. None of the other issues matter, because if we thought people were compliant with COVID tyranny, how are they going to be with the next round of tyranny when there's a complete control over their money that can be digitally monitored and censored? So that's that's kind of how I got got into this. Gotcha. So I could just ask you your opinion on all the issues, but I'm sure you've done that in other interviews. It would be boring and everyone's going to agree with everything you say anyway. So who watches my show and who, who watches this? So let me ask you this instead. Um, how do you how, how do you convince people that 
your candidacy your candidacy is worth supporting um, given that you're probably going to be ignored by a lot of media and they're probably not going to let you into the debates if you start making headway like what's your best argument for people to jump on board and actually try to invest money or time in this well they've made the debate criteria public right so I need 40,000 donors uh, 200 in each state and 40,000 total and I need to get 1% in each of three polls um, so anybody that's donating to the campaign, you're donating to help me get onto basically a stage of 80 million people where I can talk about mass noncompliance in a bank run. And the reason that you should do that is if, if we're not going to resist tyranny as we the people, it, the election doesn't matter at all. Whether it's whoever you vote for, whoever you put your money in, behind, it doesn't matter. You're going to get the same outcome anyway. If you want a chance to stop this, then supporting my campaign and giving me a platform to promote this issue is, is actually the only way uh, mm -hmm. that I've seen that, that we can actually stop, that we can end the Fed, stop CBDC, and possibly stop World War III. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about the other candidates who are running? I just want to hear some of your thoughts about it. So what, what about Donald Trump? Like, what do you... What is your overall opinion of him at this point? The least amount of freedom I've had in my entire life was in 2020 mm -hmm. under a Republican president. And uh, this is why I'm not a great Republican candidate, <laughs> by the way, but Republican majorities in the state of New Hampshire. Right. I mean, all these lockdowns, and all the stuff that I, people seem to forget who was in charge when that happened. On top of that, uh, you know, what did he run on? Make America great and drain the swamp. Mm -hmm. He printed 40% of the dollars ever existed were printed when he was president. He added $7 trillion to the debt, which is more than any president in one term in the history of the United States. Mm -hmm. He drained zero swamp. He surrounded himself with horrible people. So I, I, I didn't vote for him the last two times, and so I certainly wouldn't support him this time either. Yep. So a lot of libertarians like Ron DeSantis because of how he pushed back against COVID from Biden, uh, not quite as much from Trump at all. Uh, but what do you think about DeSantis? Do you think he's mostly just a poser? Or? Well, I went to Florida twice during COVID, and I'm not entirely sure what people are talking about with respect to health freedom. The guy was a, was a walking billboard for vaccines and for Walgreens. I mean, I, I retweeted all of his posts of where he's telling people the vaccines are safe, the vaccines are effective. He's encouraging people to take the vaccines. 82% of Floridians got the first dose, which is a little bit higher than the national average. So this idea that he's people associate with him with health freedom when after the fact, after he pushed it, after he took it himself, so on and so forth, he decided out of political expediency that he was going to challenge it. I don't see how that makes him good on that issue. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes him an opportunist, opportunistic NPC politician, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, Robert Kennedy's getting a lot of traction with a lot of people who were skeptical about the vaccines or the COVID push in general. What are your thoughts about him and his rise lately? I mean, I've read his book and I watched the movie and he definitely is well researched on the issue. One issue that I have is, is he vaccinated? Mm. Because I mean, he held a part, there was a news story about a party being held at his house where people were required to either um, show proof of vaccination or, or, or proof that that, you know, they had been tested in a very short time period or whatever. So I'm not entirely sure whether he's vaxxed himself. So there's one part of me that says he's put out good information. There's the other part of me that says 
he's a class action lawyer mm -hmm. who is suing Merck for uh, a class action lawsuit for Gardasil. So is this all just a ploy for a class action lawsuit? And by the way, a class action lawsuit will do nothing to fix what happened with COVID and the COVID vaccines. All that will happen is there will be a windfall for uh, the lawyers involved, you know, multi-hundred million, billion dollar settlement, and then that'll just be passed on to the consumer in additional cost the next time they roll out a vaccine. Like a class action lawsuit is not a, a, a way of, of actually solving this problem. So I'm skeptical on that issue, but mm. at the same time, I do respect the information that he's put out. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm interested in learning more about his true intent was the summary of that gotcha so why are you running as a republican instead of a libertarian just because the republicans have the uh have this the, the structure for running a presidential campaign or what's the thought yeah i'm that? trying to raise uh awareness particularly around this issue so the fact that i could get on a, a, a large debate stage is 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 the opportunity there and in the libertarian part i mean I've run as a libertarian. I mean, I am a, you know, I've, I've been a lifetime member of the Libertarian Party for a long time. The problem is the Libertarian Party has to spend all of their time and effort and money on just getting ballot access. Right. So there's so much of a fight just to be legitimized as being in the race that you get very little time to actually talk about the issues or why you're running. Yeah. So, so, but I've been in debates. I've actually, I did a presidential debate with other libertarian candidates. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, you know. But it's the platform that yeah. the Republican Party offers. Yeah, so um, something that a lot of people are struggling with, myself included, is a little bit of apathy when it comes to politics. Um, it just seems so hopeless and like, why even bother anymore? Nothing gets better. It seems like the good people who get involved just get worse instead of good people getting in and making politics better. Um, so how would you counter that to people who are feeling fed up and like nothing ever changes and why even bother at this point? What's your best pitch? to them they're right <laughs> and and actually the point that we're at right now is it, it, this is about mass non-compliance waiting for the next thing waiting for MAGA waiting for I mean like QAnon people have have put their attention and their energy behind anybody other than themselves for changing their circumstances so uh, Jeffrey Tucker gave a great talk about this yesterday he was talking about how shaving cream is a scam and uh, how you know we should but movements like the Bud Light movement or Target, you know, regardless of where you stand on the issue, prove that if people band together and move with their wallet and move with their feet, they can have an impact. Mm -hmm. And the more people hear that message and the more people do that, I think the more impact you're going to have, which is why I picked, to me, my big issue is really I'm promoting a bank run. I'm promoting that people take their money out of the bank, exchange it for self-custody, crypto, gold and silver and in the process that will alleviate a lot of the problems that we have right now in terms of stopping cbdc stopping the continued inflation and ponzi that basically the u.s dollar is um and and it'll stop world war three because if, if, if people talk about the idea of starve the beast literally crash the money that's that is a that is a you know an actual solution to it. But if your audience is disaffected, I was disaffected. I was involved in political activism for ten years and left completely. I haven't been to Porkfest in seven years. Nobody's seen me in five years. Most people didn't even think I lived in New Hampshire, mm. right? I, that's how distantly removed I got. Not that the Free State Project is all about politics, but I got completely out of politics. And I'm only back now because it's like if we don't bring awareness to this issue, then I, I can't imagine what the next centralized t 
tyranny lockdown situation is going to be. Yeah. But it's going to be even worse than 2020. And I care not to repeat 2020. Yeah. So outside of your campaign and outside of um, trying to crash the money system, what do you hope to see the Free State Project continue to do over the coming years? What what What's inspiring about it that's happened so far, and what growth do you want to see continue? I mean, I, just bringing people here and concentrating them in New Hampshire is... Uh, uh, is is incredible, and I mean, interestingly, as much as I've spent a lot of my time doing political activism, it's the stuff that's not the political activism that's that's really going to be the the winning formula. I mean, it's the fact that you know most people that are using Bitcoin probably at this conference wouldn't have found out about it if it weren't for Ian Freeman and, and Mark Edge. Um, more than ten years ago, they were talking about Bitcoin. They introduced Roger Ver, who you know went on to create Bitcoin Cash. They introduced Roger to Bitcoin. So they've had a huge, think about the ripple effect and the impact that, that that's had. So I think it's, it's, it's great to have a consolidation of people. I actually like the fact that this is now more of a decentralized event. Um, I, I hope we can accelerate getting more people here faster because the thing that I worry about is that, you know, this stuff that's going on with CBDC, social credit systems and everything else. I mean, this is, again, this is coming down, this is like global phenomenon. And so how do we become immune to that? You know what I mean? We 31.5% uh -huh. of New Hampshire's budget comes from the federal government, which has increased dramatically since I've been here, right? So we're, as much as we want to distance, say we're distancing ourselves from the federal government, we, we haven't. We've actually have more, they have more ties to us through funding of various things. And so I think it's time to start thinking about alternatives when things crash and to have those things available. And I, like, I, I suspect we're going to see more of that developed within the community over the years. Yeah, I hope you start to make headway and that uh, you do break through. If what do you what do you think about the uh, the Republican Party's stonewalling of their candidates in comparison to the Democrats? Like as bad as the Republicans are, I feel like they're the Democrats just blow them out of the water at every turn. I mean, I'm actually really excited that RFK is gaining traction because I know that he's not going to be allowed to win the Democrat primary. I mean, I feel like he's Bernie Sanders on steroids. So, yep. I mean, when millions of people vote for him and see him get railroaded, I feel like that's going to do a lot to wake a lot of people up. Um, do you feel like the Republican Party is as corrupt as they are better than the Democrats in that regard? Or... You think they're basically the same? Uh, uh, well, I think out of incompetence, they, there will be more of a primary in the Republican Party. Mm. But normally they would try to uh, put their establishment candidate in if they, if they could. I mean, I remember in 2016, even in New Hampshire, the chair of the Republican Party in New Hampshire was fiercely anti-Trump mm -hmm. and um, worked with Kelly Ayotte and a lot of different things in the messaging to, to disparage Trump. And then she left and worked on the Lincoln Project, which is kind of a pretty left. I mean, that's actually not even a Republican organization, I would say. Mm -hmm. So they clearly meddled with that, not that they had any impact. So, in fact, I don't even know who the GOP, who the RNC would be picking at this point. Right. Right. There isn't an establishment candidate. You'd think it might be DeSantis, but DeSantis is like he's down 30, 40 points in the polls. So yeah. I don't even know if he's the I don't know what the establishment pick is. So I think the Republicans have a really odd dilemma in that they, there usually is some establishment candidate to get behind a Bush or, you know, a McCain right. or a Romney or something like that. Who is the establishment candidate now? And Trump is going to is going to bring a lot of uh, 
uh, controversy to, to that and messiness to that situation. And the thing is, there are people in New Hampshire, I keep on hearing this whole strategy of, oh, we're going to all get behind DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And if we have DeSantis, then uh, this will help down ballot. Right. Like this is this narrative that's going on. Mm-hmm. And and I don't understand it. So, you know, my wife, I, yeah, Eileen back there, was the, she was the chair of the NHLA from 2010 to 2014. And we actually cut the budget 11%. But there was a Democrat governor, there was a Democrat president, we had 299 people elected to the House. I'm not exactly sure how the argument that, well, we don't have all these big majorities is because Trump, who wasn't even on the ballot in 2022, is running in 2024. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we have to support DeSantis. I don't even get... I don't understand yeah. who came up with that idea, but I see a lot of people repeating it, and I think it's probably going to end poorly. Hmm. I mean, honestly, I can see, I think you're right. I mean, RFK, they'll figure out how to disenfranchise him, or they'll kill him if, you know, history's a guide, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it, but the, the horrifying prospect is that the Republicans are so disorganized and their infrastructure is so bad that Biden could actually win again. Like, that's, that's kind of incomprehensible. I mean, the guy's, a, he's senile. Yeah. And, and completely corrupt, and yet he's probably the odds-on favorite to win. Um, that's, that's not a great situation right. for the Republican Party. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll let you make an appeal directly to me. You've probably seen me post about Trump over the last few months. So everything you've said about Trump is accurate. Um, he didn't drain the swamp. He was, a, you know, I mean, he, he was, a, he was a, a conduit for Fauci, basically, to spout all his bullshit on the news every night. Um, he didn't end any of the wars. He didn't, he didn't do anything good. Um, there were a couple times where he caused a little bit of a headache, and you could tell that everybody hated him because he wasn't moving as quickly as they wanted him to do whatever they wanted him to do. But for the most part, he he just did whatever they wanted. Um, I have thought about voting for him just because he makes people so angry and he makes the people that I hate really angry. Of course, I would love if you were able to get the amount of traction he could and you know get all these ideas out there in the mainstream. But for now, I mean it just seems like the realistic option is I can have all these liberals who were cackling at the thought of people losing their jobs for not getting a vaccine. I can just have them pull their hair out for 4 years and I'm so petty at this point because everything's such a lost cause that that's good enough for me. So, uh make your case. T- there are a lot of people who think the way I do on that right now. So what why do you think that that's a mistake? Obviously, we agree with you on Trump. All the policies suck, everything but why should we uh, why why should we not embrace the troll and just uh, you know go with the chaos? Because I, well, I'm pretty good at generating controversy, and I, I've done that in the past. In fact, I spent five years and 280 million dollars for the lawsuits after I caused AOT to lose in 2016. Mm-hmm. So what I would ask is for people that are liberty-minded to actually help me get into the mainstream, help me amplify this message. And I think the message is pretty controversial. I think the message is that we can halt CBDC, stop World War III, and end the Fed by participating in a bank run and getting 3% of the population to take their money out of the bank and buy crypto, gold, and silver. That's a pretty controversial message, but it's also a doable message, right? I mean, realistically, am I going to win the election? No, all this stuff is rigged. And, mm. and you know, I mean, they, they, you, you don't really have any real choices in candidates anyway. The Libertarian Party is not going to win either, no, no matter right. you know how ideologically pure that is. So here is one chance. Do you, I mean, I guess my question is, do you think we're going to make it another four years at this point, based on the fact that 
that we are really on the verge of World War III. The banking system's collapsing. We've got complete tyranny. Do you think there's another four years of, of, of Trump or Biden left? I mean, we're talking about existential threats to humanity at yeah. this point. No, it's a great question, and I uh, I would just say the Romans weren't as lucky as us because they didn't have memes, and so you know I just want as many memes as possible if this is the end. But uh, no, I I mean we are. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how bad of a situation we are in, especially with Russia. I mean, in the past, you know, we've heard Rand Paul and Tulsi Gabbard say this, that like Stalin and FDR used to talk and Gorbachev and uh, um, Reagan used to talk and all that's gone now. Like all the communications out the window and the treaties have all been torn up. So we are in... Um, we're in a very serious position. Uh, but I want people to check you out, and I want people to uh, give you support, and I want people to boost your message so that we hopefully can get you in the debates, and I'd love to see you up there with all those morons. So uh, how can people do that? What can they do to help you out? Um, you can go to day2024.com, and that's a simple way to uh, – well, you can actually link to my book, which I think is an important – because it actually takes about two hours for me to make the full case because most people aren't aware of how fiat works. They don't understand what's going on with crypto. They don't know about CBD. Um, you can buy the book. You can uh, donate. And I don't even care if it's $1 donation, right? I just need 40,000 donors. And I accept crypto, which I've been accepting crypto for political-related causes since 2014. So multiple cryptocurrencies are accepted. And then uh, my Twitter account is at Aaron R. Day. Look for my pinned tweet. I have something there called the Bank Run Manifesto that kind of lays out point by point what we're talking about and basically says, here, take your money out of the bank, do go into crypto, gold, and silver, tell three more people, and then have them tell three more people. So I think that tweet's got about 800,000 views. Let's amplify that tweet. I wanted to see that tweet go viral in terms of getting the information out. And then I literally gave my first talk since I've been a candidate, you know, at three o'clock today. Mm -hmm. So I, this is, so my campaign is just starting. I'm going to be talking about this every day, nonstop, this issue of stopping CBDC and stopping global tyranny from this point moving forward. So anything that you can do to amplify videos or helping me with more interviews or just sharing the content, and I do a lot of memes as well, that, that is truly what is necessary. Because what I found is when people do hear this, they and they appreciate it, they realize that this is something that they need to make a priority. I mean, I, I've seen people, that, you know, I actually did one little web conference and there were people crying at the end of it, which wasn't quite what I was going for, but, but I think once people understand the severity of what's, what we're dealing with and how short the time period is, that it's before the next election that we have to stop this, then they'll tell their friends and then we can actually get something going on a, on a viral basis. Well, gotcha. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for talking, man. Yep, thanks for having me.